What's going on, everybody? Appreciate you for tapping in, Chef Watts. Appreciate you for coming back. We'll get started in a second. I'm bringing on our co-host for today. My guy. What's good, man? What's going on, family? How you feeling? Man, we good. Fresh off of work, but look, off the clock, back on to the clock for myself. Oh, facts. I feel you on that. Same on this end, bro. How it goes? Man, how you been? Hey, man. Blessing highly favored, bro. I can't complain. How you feeling? Man, we've been up since uh, 420, and we still going. We're going to make use of all the daylight, and then we're going to get a little break in. You know you got to nourish the body, and then we're going to keep going. Hey, I feel you on that, bro. The grind never stops. And no, it don't. You ready to get into it, bro? Of course. Of course, man. All right. Best. So I'm going to go ahead and jump to start off. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to Health Tip Friday Live. I actually have a quick announcement that I'm going to make. So, from today on out, Health Tip Friday Live is actually going to be called For the Soul Podcast. Ooh. Ooh. Available on all podcasting platforms, and the audio will be on all podcasting platforms, and the video is going to be replayed on YouTube. So, definitely go check it out. That is For the Soul Podcast on all streaming platforms and the YouTube channel. You can find it at the same place you find me at up underscore smooth and all that will be available after the show go to interview people and entrepreneurs across different industries and walks of life on topics such as self-development business tips mental health physical health spiritual health and financial health providing you with the necessary food to fill your soul to achieve your life purpose so let's let the journey begin i like that promo you know we come we got to do it big for this episode Man. So I'll go ahead and introduce you. So y'all, I'm very excited about this episode today. This is a really good friend of mine. I've uh, been friends since about 2016. It was actually my very first business partner. And there's very few people that I consider to be uh, intellectual, intellectual sparring partners with. So every time I can bring one of my sparring partners onto the show, man, you know it's going to be a good one. So this is uh, somebody that, that has been really close to me, a good friend, a good business partner, and just all around a great person, y'all. And I'm excited to hear the gems that he's going to drop for us today and the conversation that we're going to have. So without further ado, y'all, I present to y'all OG Brando, the owner and operator of Origin of Greatness. Thank you for coming on with us today, Brando. Oh, man, thank you for having me, man. Like, it, it don't seem like it's been since 2016. And it don't, I, like, we, we, we've done quite a few projects together, but I didn't, I didn't know I was, like, the first person you actually, like, did, like, a, a collab of work with. But uh, every time we get together, it's always a great time, man, always. Facts. And I'm going to just go ahead and share. And the first thing that Brando and I did, I started selling plates in 2018. And remember the dish, man. We did the chicken with the henny syrup. Brando had the oil. And we collabed together and we did the pre-orders. I mean, nowadays, you're not going to get his oil for $5 and you're not going to get a plate of my food for 10 But, you know, let's say we started out from somewhere. And, and from then on out, we, we were able to do that a couple of different times throughout undergrad. But I just remember that being the first experience and how well it did. It was actually, I think, the best week that I had for plates up at that time because it was right when I first started. So, yeah, it's just a power to show you all the power of collaboration over competition, man. So definitely I'm appreciative for that. But yeah. that was that was that was big, honestly, because we was you, you had to, you came out with the plates. Yeah. And, uh, I had the hair product and I was doing shoes, too. Yeah. So obviously, for us to be at the PWI, that probably like the blackest deal that probably was <laughs> Man, it came off of all that for 15 bucks, man. That was a come up. That was come up for sure. But now let's go ahead and get into it, bro. So I'm going to just kind of start out asking you the first question, like let everybody know about your business and how you got started. Okay. Um, so 
Brandon Hunter, OG Brando. And so um, before I get into the origin of greatness, it were, I, my first initial business venture was whenever I got to Purdue. And uh, every year I was at school, I had at least two jobs, sometimes three, but always two jobs. Um, and I started out cleaning, customizing, and repairing shoes for, for just like my friends, athletes, even like some faculty members like wanted me to do certain things. And um, it, it, it was good. Like I was really good with shoes, doing like touch-ups, pain uh, deoxidation of, you know, like the foam posits and like the 11s and things. Yeah. But I noticed how uh, a lot of people wanted work, but they didn't really have the money for the work that they wanted. Um, and really, it was just me being observant, like me knowing just, like I said, being at a PWI, a lot of people, and we hear a lot about the HBC versus PWI, you know, debate, but honestly, I went to a PWI and still had the most black experience that I could have had. Like all of my friends, for the most part, were black. So, I mean, I, I think at that point, it was just like me just getting out and being at the places where I knew we would be at. We were at the tree. We were at the BCC. Like we were at the places that were for us and we just networked and made it work. Um, so I started out with shoes, you know, doing like cleanings for like 10 bucks and things like that. And that was going pretty well up until, uh, my mom actually lost a lot of her hair due to a, a bad sew-in install. And so one night before party, um, she called me and I just heard, I just heard something different in her voice, like just different than usual. Like you just know. And so, uh, I'm, I'm very straight to the point. So I keep trying, I keep asking her what's wrong. She's, she's trying to have a regular conversation, but then I just kind of, push her to tell me so she told me that she lost a lot of her hair and it was just like I could just hear the disappointment in in her voice and so uh I get I told her like a few things to kind of use to kind of hold her over while I kind of thought things over but after that phone call or towards the end of that phone call I was like all right I'm about to go to a party and I figured this out and so literally went to the party and then like the next day I got on it because I was doing research in food science so I was doing um uh, research in food microbiology and so I, and again, with me being at a PW, what has been at a PWI, it was hard for us to, um, you know, find like a good a good barber, especially like if we even have a car. Like the only black barber is on the other side, of, like of, uh, of the other side of the river. So I had products. I was growing my hair out, so I had things. I had kind of been experimenting in my room, but that was kind of the thing that kind of like got it started. Um, like that happening to my mom, and then me already kind of like self experimenting with things, just like just growing my hair out, my beard. Um, I'm trying to get twists at the time. But um, yeah, so it started with my mom and then I, I kind of developed a product and just kind of started like a, applying the principles that I was uh, utilizing and learning from doing research. And then I was pursuing my degrees in biochemistry and nutrition. So I was just all in different assets and different facets of chemistry and incorporating and working with food, nutrients and things like that. And so um, I would say before this, I wasn't the best student, but this definitely made me conceptualize and put everything together in the class and kind of help drive me more to develop my first product, which is my OG hair sheen, which um, for my mom's situation, it took her about seven to eight months because it was considered a head wound. So she had like a, a scar. Um, but now it's like, I think yeah, it took about, it took about a year or so. But uh, now my mom, her hair is longer than it was before the incident. And my product has helped plenty of other people, you know, regain, um, you no know, hair that have been lost due to you know certain whatever factors it, 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 it like may have caused it. Um, even even guys with beards, like it's definitely been a good product. 
and it was kind of scary because I developed it. Um, and I'd say, I, I took me, it took me about a month to get a solid understanding of it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had those developmental obstacles of, you know, people not liking the, liking the scent or maybe like textures and things like that. But I never had anybody have like a, um, a bad reaction to the product. So that was something that was kind of scary for a while. Like, because like, okay, I have something that's good, but if something seems too good, it probably is too good to be true. But it, I've just literally never had anything um, like to that degree. The worst thing that anybody was said was they didn't too much care for the smell of it, but everybody has always gotten consistent results. And people, and ever since I made it, people have always gotten results within about three weeks to about like a month's time of something noticeable. And that was something that kind of scared me in the beginning as well. So I was like, well, is this just just what happened stance or is this something that I just did? And so as I continued to develop it and perfect it, that was just like those things were just consistent across the board. Like nobody had any type of adverse reactions and people had just continued to have like consistent results. Well, those who paid attention had those consistent results. Um, and so I did that. And then I uh, developed my hemp seed butter uh, to kind of help those uh to get through those those indiana winters because they were whoo, waiting on those buses and walking in, in that cold that was another thing too and so uh i went ahead and developed the hemp seed butter to like kind of help us get through those winters and honestly um i really just develop products based off of kind of like my environment based off of things that i hear people around me that i care about like saying that they need and things that aren't being met um and that's that's really how the origin of greatness started it was kind of like a kind of just like a, a brand to where we're, we're paying attention to like our audience and it's like okay well we we are obviously hearing um the gaps that are in the industry like the the main products on the shelves it's like we're just here to fill those gaps and provide what you need without the without the negative things that you don't really want to deal with thanks thanks man no i appreciate you for sharing that background because it's very important and i want to ask you this question before i ask you though i just want to remind everybody if you guys have any questions feel free to leave them in the question icon or in the comment section. And I promise you we will get to them either at the end or sometime in, during the conversation if it kind of flows into the, the scope of the program. But I want to ask you, where did the, did you have any type of influences growing up that supported entrepreneurship, support the hustle, or like what did you see to feel like kind of ingrained that into you and how you operate your business? Um, I would say growing up, uh, I mean, I, I come from a two-parent household, and but um, – me being the oldest of three siblings, I've always, I've just always been one who like just known what I wanted for myself. And so uh, like growing up, you know, your parents, you know, say like, you know, guardians say like they think for you because they know what's best for you. But at the end of the day, like kids know, like certain, certain kids have like certain intuitions and it's just good to like hear them out. And so um, I've always had an eye and been observant for the most part. And so, um, so like my whole life, I've seen not really um, blatant entrepreneur entrepreneurism that we see today, but my family has like I helped my dad build the house that we moved into, like not the house that I was born in, but the one that I spent the, the first majority of my life in. Uh, my dad built it. And so I, I played a part in that. Um, there was a time when uh, and then after we moved there, like he's always managed that first house. So I've seen my dad always like kind of manage real estate and he's always let family live in the house that he initially had and then he built his first one um and then like my my grandmother built a church so like so i come from a church family so like my grandma built a church and so and my grandma and pre- a congregation of women 
uh, built the church and have maintained the church. They just celebrated their 27th year anniversary. Hey. Uh, so shout out to Bread of Life Christian Church. Um, so my granny built a uh, built a church and was the pastor for 20 years. And then now my aunt, my aunt is now the pastor. My aunt has been the pastor for the past seven years. So I've seen um, I've seen entrepreneurism in different forms in my family. But at the same time, as far as me, I would say that there's always been things that I wanted and I always know why I wanted. Them. And so, so I realized at an early age, you can I, I can ask my parents for something but they would give me what they felt was necessary for me to have or what they uh, what they wanted to give me, I guess, which was within their uh, financial means. And so, you know, if I wanted some Jordans, you know, I'm not really knowing the, the, the main difference between, like, the price between Jordans and another pair of Nikes, but I just know I just wanted some Jordans. My right. parents are looking at, my parents are looking at, like, they're just some shoes. So after, you know, after so long, it's just like, okay, well, I'm not going to argue with you over something that I know that I want. Yes, I know it's temporary, but it's something that I want right now. So that really drove my, that really like honed into like me, like, okay, well, I'm not really going to go back and forth with you on something. I understand it's your money and you're going to spend your money that you work for how you feel it should be spent, but I'm not helpless and I can get it myself. And so, um, like even when I was in high school, I played sports, but, uh, uh, like football season, they give like the little cards, like food discounts and stuff. Yeah. They give us what twenty cards, twenty five dollars each. That's five hundred. So if the school give me five hundred dollars worth of, biz of of cards, but people give extra donations or whatever, well, at the time Jordan was about one ninety eight retail. You know, so all I need about two. All I needed was two hundred. So it's like, all right, cool. Y'all got top five hundred. I got my shoes, or I got whatever it was. So that's really kind of like how how I was growing up, just like seeing just certain family members just have certain hustles. And like my immediate family, uh, as far as like my dad and like real estate, uh, my granny and my aunt, as far as like managing the church and just like, you know, just other other hustles that I've seen just like in my environment. So like that all just kind of played a, a, a factor in uh, people who know what they want, figure out how to get it. Like long story short. That's facts. And I definitely appreciate you saying I didn't know that, you know, we kind of had something similar as far as our upbringings go, because my mom was really heavy into real estate investing too growing up. So I used to follow her around and help her out with the managing of properties. And my uncle was an electrician. So I would go with him and do odd jobs around the city, working yeah. on houses in different ways, shapes or form. But like seeing that from a young standpoint, it's just like, you know, when you, I think when it comes to being kids, it's just like, we're very observant more than we think. More yeah. than people, like more we, than adults give us credit for. Facts. Cause it's like, we may not remember everything you say, but we go remember everything you do. And I find myself like even daily looking back now on things that my mom did, my grandpa did. And really other members of my family that are instrumental in uh, raising me that I still apply today or like, oh, that's why they showed me this. Like, this is still popping up now. So it's definitely interesting to hear that from, from your side as well. And so I kind of want to pivot and ask, how, how has that been influential in keeping you motivated in your journey? Is that, you know, obviously you have your, grand, your grandma, your auntie, your dad all having these entrepreneurship backgrounds. How important does that, that family's piece play into keeping Origin of Greatness? Can, uh, moving forward it's been it's been huge um because honestly my decision to move back to the area was uh was largely based on family because um you know graduated you know we graduated in 2020 at the start of the pandemic so mm -hmm. we were the group who didn't get a graduation we were the group who uh we thought that we i mean for the most part we thought that we would have walk out into jobs and companies were like no nah, it's a hiring freeze so it was a lot of things we 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 got thrown into the pool of uncertainty right at the beginning of it. And so 
uh, everything that I had worked for as far as like, because um, I was out of state, and you know, the Purdue, like they, they taxing out of state students. So I already knew it was just like, well, I'm not going back home without these degrees. And I know whenever I get up out of here, I'm going to do something that I enjoy. Um, and so knowing that we graduated with so much that was kind of snatched away from us, it was like, all right, well, I can I can feel bad about it, which I did for a minute. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not helpless. Like I have I have I have the hunger and the hustle mentality to generate something to make some things shape. And so with that, it's like, okay, well, um, once I graduated, I started working. So I was working in like, uh, I was li living with my cousin in Indy and we was working, moving food for Kroger. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing like, kind of like the back behind the scenes of like all of, all of the, how they move in all these uh, mass quantities of food. And this was early on when there was like a shortage of food on shelves and things like that. So we for real working, trying to keep food on shelves. Um, so I, I got to see that. And so from there, it's like, I, it was cool, but, I, any any place I go, any environment that I, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm observant, and then I try to apply that, see how I can apply whatever I'm learning to better myself. And so, like, seeing how to, like, the kind of like the food chain work, it was like, all right. So, it's like, I got I got research as far as food microbiology, so food safety. So, um, I kind of got, like, food processing knowledge. I got food chain knowledge. Um, and then, from there, I found me a, a place in Indy. And I had I had a nice two bedroom crib to myself, like on the lake. So I was I was living good, but I was working a night shift, working for a um for a, a liquor co packing company. So now I didn't went from food safety to food chain. Now I'm in the liquor industry. So now I'm in the liquor industry, running the uh running the lab, twelve hour shift, running the lab, doing the uh, analytics for um. Well, let me take a step back. So before I, before I became the uh, in the before the analytical chemist for the uh, liquor company, I was working for ADM doing their um their Q their QC for all the flour that they milled. So I went from food safety, so food science research. I got nutrition and biochemistry degrees. I worked in a food chain in a freezer, working with flour. So looking at all the flour used for like Papa John's. Um, Tyson, all these big bakeries and all these companies and that we food that we eat on the regular. I'm running these tests, like seeing the ash content, the protein content, checking to see like if the iron is correct in like all this flour and things like that. Going to the flour, like agriculture industry, then I moved to the liquor industry, um, doing the analytics on the drinks that they were doing. So like the before, like I knew about the crown, uh, like the the, the canned crown drinks before they even hit the streets because I was running the test on them and making sure the preservatives was right and looking at like the batching. So I've seen and worked with food in so many different degrees. Like, okay, so I'm learning from all these different things and I was really growing for myself, but I was growing for myself by myself. I still had my family support, but I'm four hours away. And so by me being four hours away, I was in Indy and just, it was a straight shot. Like I could either just drive home, but once I'm working, 12-hour shifts and things like working the two, two, three schedule where I barely got enough energy. I'm barely enjoying my, my crib, and then my, I barely had enough uh, energy and time for my business. That's why I was really starting to get fed up was whenever I noticed that I was giving more time to getting this money and upgrading my lifestyle than really upgrading my business. And so once I really came to terms with that, um, I applied for the position back home to be a QC scientist at, with the company that my dad has worked for for like thirty something years. I didn't even tell my dad I applied to this company. Like I didn't even I didn't even want I didn't even want to tell him. So I applied, um, and I got the job. And so then I, I moved back home. 
mind you, like I was making good money there. I moved back with this job and really base salary. It's only a dollar more. It was only a dollar more than what I was making there. So it was nothing big, but the, the change that I made was more so rooted in family and for the sake of my business. Um, because even with me being in India, I'm hanging around with friends, you know, you, like all people who I met at Purdue and things like that. And uh, kicking it with a lot of my friends who have younger siblings and things like that. But it's like, I'm spending a lot of time and giving a lot of my time, effort, energy, and just like growing with people who have siblings and like younger siblings is like, but I have younger siblings of my own. Like I got younger siblings of my own who call me or text me whenever they can, but it's just like, nah, like I might as well just go back and be with them, especially in the middle of a pandemic when anything kind of go. So I was like, I gave up my crib, uh, took the job and moved back home. And ever since moving back home, like, I, I think about it every day. Like sometimes the thought comes to my mind, like, did I make the, the right decision to leave having my own? But it was like, yes, I did because I'm sitting in my own office right now. I probably wouldn't have had this if I was uh, still in Indy. And so it's like, yes, I'm I'm at home. I see my parents every day. I see, and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and grateful for that. I see my parents every day. I get to see my siblings. And now like, you know, I'm four years older than my sister and 10 years older than my brother. And so like the things that they were going through um, when I was, or now like at the stage in their life, they, they come talk to me about it. It don't have to be a text. It don't got to be a phone call. Um, it's like they'll just walk in my room or we'll we'll actually have like seven days. We'll just all watch movies. I'm horrible watching movies. I'll fall asleep, but at least I'm physically there. And so to answer the question is family was a big part of uh, why I made a lot of decisions that I made because I've seen so many, so many families kind of fall apart and right. families be uh, affected over the past few years. And it's like, I would be, I would be a fool to just like sit back and keep chasing money and keep trying to upgrade my lifestyle, knowing that I have a family that at any moment could not be the same that I've known it. And I had all the power in the world to like kind of cherish and, and um, you know, kind of make things right and be with them. Now that I'm not like, I, I'm not in school anymore. I don't have anything I'm binding me here besides yeah. money. Like I can chase money anywhere. I have the entrepreneurial spirit okay. wherever. And so, so yeah, so family played a huge part in that. No, that's definitely powerful. I think we all kind of felt the same sentiment during the pandemic. And I mean, you talked about it too, like realizing that family is like really is the most important thing, the people that we cherish and care about, whatever that looks like, whether it's blood or it's not blood. And you know, that's what made me take the leaps and come back to Dallas. You know, I had no job lined up. I was like, sure, I'm gonna just kind of figure it out and see how it goes. And when speaking to that point, uh, before I dive into it, I want to ask you, with all these different transitions that you just brought up, what was it like having the balance between that and business? And yeah, I know you mentioned that your business wasn't getting a lot of, like it kind of suffered a little bit or took a step back because you didn't have as much energy to put into it like you were putting into your, your main job. So I just kind of want to ask like, what was figuring out that balance for you? Well, for one, like, you you know me, I don't got a problem saying what's, what my truth is. So any, yeah. any that I've ever had, I let it be known up front. I got a business. This is something that I'm passionate about. This is what I do. I have no problem doing these things that you outline in your job description, but I'm only here to do these things that are outlined in your job description. So right. if I'm here for eight to five, or at the time I was doing like 12 or whatever, I'm here to do that. Don't call me outside of that. Cause you're not, I'm going to look at, I'm going to look at the phone ring. Like I let everybody know that up front. Um, so I'm just very, I'm very intentional. I, I I try to be as respectful as I can, but I'm I'm very clear cut, intentional with where I stand with a lot of people and companies, uh, with myself and my business because I've seen my parents work my whole life, so I know how these companies will work you. 
And you're like, yeah, you got benefits. And yeah, they might give you like a little thank you certificate. But at the end of the day, these companies will still work you. And whenever you're up and you're too old or you're not up used to them, they can let you go right. and, and bring somebody else in. So by pretty much, and I try to be as humble as I am. I let people know, like, I'm, I am very humble, but I still am a sleeping beast. Like, you're not going to play with me. Like, just how you think I'm qualified, somebody else will think I'm qualified to do their work. So I'm going to come in and get the work done, but I'm here to get work done. And that was a big thing that I really, I really do abide by when it comes to jobs. It's just like, I have no problem working. I'm not anti-work because I know, like, right now it's kind of like a, a divide between, yeah. um, you know, yeah. Entrepreneurism and like kind of like you know anti nine to five and it's like you know kind of you know pro nine to five no uh, entrepreneur you got some people who like I can do both I know the type of lifestyle I want to live and I know that business does take a while so I I'm going to again if you want something you're gonna do what you need to do to get what you want so I have no problem working um working and doing whatever I agree to do with these companies or for whoever I work for. But I'm just very intentional and I'm very like laser focused and staying within a certain code for myself because I treat my business as my baby. Like I don't have any physical kids, but I treat my business as my baby. So it's just like I'm not going to get too reckless with this job because this job does supplement money for my business. But yep. at the same time, I'm not going to give too much of my time and my life to this business and try to climb your ladder because I'm trying to build. I'm trying to develop the rungs of my own ladder as well. Exactly. So it's just like I just I, I'm very good at seeing. Uh, the duality of things and i just main i just do my best to keep a good balance of um my priorities and where my intentions are of course and I, I think you bring up a very a very good point where and i hope everybody took that is there's you have to have boundaries with everything it's like everything has to be a time box and I, i'm with this i'm in the same boat with you when i go to my job when i first started my job i let it very known up front hey uh even when i'm interviewing i don't even have an offer yet hey y'all i have a business this is what i you know I'm going to give my all while I'm here, but I'm not doing anything outside of that time zone. And it's just like, if you hit me up outside that time zone, I'm not going to respond until the next day when my time is back on again. You know, it is what it is. Um, and even with the transitional periods, I think that's very important that y'all, it's important to give yourself grace. And I just want to make sure that everybody takes that away. Like everything happens in ebbs and cycles, ebbs and flows and in cycles. So sometimes one area of your life or your business may be popping, another area might not be. And it's okay with that. It's okay for that. Everybody experiences that. So I just want to make it clear, like, even if you are going through something personally where you may be working a lot more and not putting enough energy into your passion, that's just a cycle that you're in right now. And if you recognize that you need to change it and you feel something in your spirit saying that it's time to change that, that's when you act on it. And so kind of leading into that, I wanted to ask, yeah, I know you just got the offer, so congratulations, the okay. brand new office. Okay. I want to ask, when do you know that it's time to scale for your business to be able to say, okay, now it's time for me to leave this space that I'm in right now and upgrade to to this new level that I'm trying to reach. For me, it's easy to tell when it's time for me to um, evolve and like break out of a cycle. Whenever I start to see the same, or I start to I start to get the same results. Like because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting something different. Right. And so. Um, it was time for me to upscale one because whenever I moved back home, my family had got a uh, got a dog. I was like, oh, great, I, this ain't what I signed up for. But I was like, okay, so I, I, I've always worked in quality. I worked with food, and yeah. I was 
quality of products. And so I know it was just like, like the, field, the facility that I work in for a pharmaceutical company that I uh, work for, it's, we only deal with animal products. So any, any product that we make that is not an animal product is done at another site. Any product that is like derived from animals. So all the stuff that I'm working with, whether it's derived from pig blood, horse hearts, like I'm looking at all type of stuff from everything. It is specific. It's in a specific place. And it's like, okay. And, and another thing too, I'm the type of person I am. I can't mix comfort with, I can't mix a comfortable environment or comfortable energy with energy that is meant for produ uh, productivity. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can never understand how people studied in bed. I couldn't either. I do it. Right there with you. I'm right there with you. I never could do it. So in, it was time for me. I knew it was time for me to look for more whenever um, you know, I'm trying to make product, but the dog wanted to be out the cage. And I knew it was time for me to upgrade whenever I'm out at events and stuff. And people are like, okay, well, what's the largest size you, you have? Or what's the, uh, or I would get like bulk orders. So again, like my uh, bread of life just had they they twenty seventh church anniversary, and so like the pastor, my aunt, she was like, well, she wanted all her guests to have a hemp seed butter, so she paid for thirty five, you know, butters or whatever. If I'm in the house, that would have taken me a, a lot more time to make and to like, you know, because I do I do my packaging, I do my production, I do um, up and up until recently, I was doing all my labeling for all my products, so I'm making you know, these certain size batches. And yeah, I'm still sitting there doing labeling hundreds, a couple hundred bottles and, you know, trying to make time through things like that. Granted, I do have help. Like my sister, she would help me. My brother, they would help me count things like that. I got sisters who, uh, would, you know, come into town and help me. So shout out to Kobe and Kelsey. Shout out to Jordan and Brenton. So shout out to all my helping hands. But at the end of the day, it was just like, we still working in the small space. Like I'm still in my mom's dining room. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, all right, money coming in from, from the job. And, and another thing, too, is, like, I'm not trying to live a lavish lifestyle and build a business. It's like it's like a kid. Like, when you have a kid, you're going to make certain sacrifices. Mm -hmm. So I didn't grow up seeing my parents. Like my parents, they would they would buy certain expensive things, but it was it was spread out. It wasn't just weekend of shopping, weekend of getting a car, weekend of going out, stuff like that. It was, you know, we might have a good year, a good year or two of being all, and then they was working for maybe another two or so to get things together, pay out credit cards, whatever the case might be. So I've, I've adjusted my lifestyle and the things that I want to be able to fulfill my needs for right now, but at the same time, so I could be able to afford to put money and have a, have a safe net for my business. Yeah. Oh, like I'm not paying for rent to have a crib of my own as much as I would want to, but I'm paying for rent for my business to have a crib of its own. And I take more pride in being able to say like, I have an office space that is not only going to be my manufacturing space, but now, like, I'm right next to Eastside High School. Like, I'm right next to a high school at East St. Louis. I might as well open a tutoring center. A lot of people in East St. Louis, in the history of East St. Louis, a lot of the black people who are here were educators. And because we're seeing that a lot of people are getting older, I'm getting older, I know a lot of things that a lot of people struggle with. Like, the things that people struggle with, like chemistry and math. Uh, I'm not going to write no papers for nobody, but the <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to a lot of things that people shy away from, uh, so I'm just going to be able to um, have a spot for manufacturing, and then I'm going to have a place for um, for tutoring as well. So I'm just and and like they said, talk about multiple streams of income. So yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like the business can have. I'm going to have a business section. I'm going to have like a tutoring section. And then 
I'm going to look to maybe just keep expanding and, and doing more because I'm really just building off of the skills that I've developed over the past few years of me being away from home. I want to actually address something real quick that you just said and the different streams of income from a business. I don't want you to, I don't want that to go over your head. I don't want to get it confused. So when it comes to different streams of income, it's not saying that you need to have this business and that business, like two separate entities or five separate entities. What you can try to do is think of your, think of your business as an orange, right? And you want to squeeze as much juice out of that orange as possible before you move on to the next one. And so it's the same thing business. Try to squeeze as much as you can out of your business to develop these different revenue streams, to get as much money as you can out of this umbrella, figure out how to make it all relate before trying to expand it to different areas because you're just going to burn yourself out having more than one business. So I just want to make sure that y'all keep that in mind. I see we had um, one question in the chat. Can you retype who you're talking to and what y'all are talking about, asking for the people who showed up late? Of course. So everybody, welcome to Health Tip Friday Live. It's actually good because we definitely need to do a check-in. So from this point forward, this is actually going to be the first episode of For the Soul podcast. We will no longer be having Health Tip Friday Live. The audio will be available on all podcasting platforms. Also, will be available. The replay with the video will also be available on YouTube. You can find that at Chef Double Underscore Smooth after the end of this episode. And so, to pretty much give you an overview of what this podcast is, is I'm interviewing various people and entrepreneurs from across different industries and walks of life on topics such as self development, business tips, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, and financial health, providing you with the necessary food, food fuel your soul to achieve your life's purpose. And today, with me, OG Brando, who is the owner and operator of Origin of Greatness who's given us, we're going to, on a deep dive on different business tips, entrepreneurial journeys, and just hoping to give some gems away to people who may be interested in starting their own business. And I, I want to ask because you brought up a good point about your community. And so I think a lot of people always get confused, like, oh, I need to travel here and do this and do that. But the importance of making an impact on where you're at at home. And so what inspired you to say, okay, I, I want to build in this community instead of building outside of it? So, I like to travel. And with traveling, I say being stationary is cool, but it gets you, it makes you comfortable. And when yeah. you're comfortable, that's whenever you become comfortable with the same cycle of things. And so, if I was to remain comfortable, I would I probably would have never been like, you know, it's time for me to upgrade. So, I like to, I, and I don't know why, but even at my years at Purdue, a lot of like my advisors and certain people would um, would put me in certain uncomfortable positions. Like people would be like, "Yeah, you're gonna, uh, you know, I would show up and like I'm here to support you." They're like, "No, you talking me? When? Now? What you mean now? Like go up there and talk right now, or like you know certain things like that." And so I think it's because people might see, and I I know that I have a a good ability to adapt and like think real quick. So whenever I travel, I'm really I like to I like to go out and just kind of like observe and be a nobody. Like I like to float. I'll just go float and observe and just see how life is other places because mm -hmm. nothing is really new under the sun, but a lot of things uh, differ in like a variety. Um, and so I, what, what really opened me up to getting out was um, shout out to, you know, Myron, and, uh, Dr. Morris and people in the office of, uh, office of multicultural programs, college of ag at Purdue they were the first people to get me out of the country. Um, and so we went to Columbia. So I went to Columbia on, on quite a few occasions with them. And we did like service hunting projects. And so I noticed like the biggest thing was we didn't just go down there and just 
uh, say like, oh, well, we from America. This is we think this is what y'all need. Like, nah, we went down there. We would like see you know, like the community of the Palenque, and we just like talked to me like, what do y'all need? What do y'all want? And honestly, you'd be amazed at like some of the stuff that we think that people need. They don't even want like they just want like simple things like yeah. minor, like minor fix ups and things like that for their community. And so that was like okay. And just seeing how like people really take pride in where you come from and like when it where wherever you are, it's like they say home is where the heart is. And it's like, all right, well, I know like I know I got the heart of hustle. I know I can survive anywhere I go because I'd have been in some great situations abroad and I've been in some terrible situations abroad by myself. And I had to think for myself to get myself out of certain situations that I got myself into. And like thinking of it like that, it's like, okay. I know that I have the mental capacity to think through and around certain things. So, and then then also too, I was out and I'm living, I've spent time with so many different people, um, different cultures and just like different people. I was in Indian, uh, Indianapolis and things like that. And so what really, what really got me was like, I really do care about health. I really do care about nutrition. But if I'm meeting, if I'm meeting all of these people, and I'm hearing that a lot of people in general are struggling with back pains, foot aches, uh, yeah. wanting to lose weight. I'm hearing all these different things, but it's just like at the same time and seeing how things are genetic, it really just hit me one day. It's like, how could I try to help all these people in all different places around the world and not start with the people who brought me into the world and the people who I've been living with starting out? So it's like, so really it just came, like, I, just, I just came to terms with like, before I try to be Superman for anybody else, I'm gonna try to get my people right, and that's what I've been doing. Like I don't, I really want to have like my own nutritional consulting services and things like that, and I still do. But how would I? How could I say that I'm a nutritionist and I'm and, and I'm pretty sure whatever I do, I'm gonna be successful at? But how could I say I'm this nutritionist and I know so much stuff about health and things like that, and I don't work with and try my hand at with the people who I know, my family. So that that really kind of just like brought it all in. So it's like, I kind of, I, I kind of have to explore out to make me appreciate what was in. And now oh. it's, I got out to explore what was out there and to see like every city is pretty much the same. You're going to have, you know, they, you can have your, probably your low income, your probably the more dangerous areas inside. And then things are just going to get better as you go from urban to more suburban, all cities, no matter what, country sit like they're all pretty much set up the same and so like once you kind of get a feel for how things generally are it's like okay i can always go to whatever the like the, the popping cities are you got money you can pretty much go and be wherever you want to go but at the end of the day money is printed and renewable you only get one set of parents you only get one you know set of siblings that you that you're given or whatever the case might be so i really just want to focus on having an impact at home before I decided to just sit out and then try to just do my own thing in the world because I know I have my own life to live. But at the, at the same time, I know a lot of people who probably have more days behind them than they do ahead of them. So I might as well try to help these people enjoy this set of their life that they have left to live and that they're looking forward to enjoying. And I, I always got, I still got a full set of my life to live. Uh, and I, there's two big tips I want to pull out of that to make sure that everybody gets was one, the fact that sometimes you have to look out to find what's within. Sometimes we don't have the self-recognition that we need and we can pull it from different people and different experiences to help in our own personal journeys. The second thing I do want to highlight uh, that you, you talked about, and it just, 
it just actually slipped my mind, but maybe it'll come back to me later. But while it's coming back to me, I want to go ahead and pivot and ask you um, for both of us to kind of be able to chime in and give give the our recommendations or what are some business tips that you feel like you wish you would have known in the beginning that for anybody that out there that's considering starting their own that you would want them to know keep track of everything because and i'm i'm gonna be so transparent everything everybody's a boss and to the irs get on you like that's that's number one that is number one keep track of everything even if you just kind of like it's just an idea and you know get everything solidified llc get like once you decide that you're gonna be a business, start moving as a business the people are they're gonna be watching you like you can do all of the cash app all other stuff you're not getting money that's not printed by the boys so before you book like i'm so serious receipts organization all that because everybody's a boss until the IRS steps in and ain't nobody over them. So, like, that's the biggest thing right there. Because I'm like, uh, yeah. And my business was started towards the end of uh, 2019. And whenever I looked at it, they wanted 7000 for, like, the last three, four months of 2019, but 4000 for the whole year of 2020. The math didn't add up to me. But you know what? When they make the rules, it, it's whatever they want to do. Fortunately, I went through the whole process and got all that, like, straightened out. But at the end of the day, um, by me trying to start this business as uh, as an undergrad student and me thinking like, oh, I'm just about to get to this money. And like, yes, this hustle is going to transform and grow into a business. No. The moment you decide to step from a hustle to a business, you're going to have to move and adjust your, your moving spending habits and your mental, your mind state as, okay, I got to be legit. Like, that's really what it's down to. You got to be legit. I mean, like, the best way I can put it is, you're going to pretty much, you might as well get accustomed to to covering your ass before you have to. Like, that's that's the best way I can put it because right. Right. Everything, everything is tracked. Everything is tracked. Everything is monitored. And you might as well do your homework before they come to you. And then now you're scrambling, looking for stuff. And now you're, you're like, it's, it's, it's a lot that goes into that. But that's the, that's the, that's the, First and foremost is, is what I would tell anybody. Have your ducks in a row before you got to figure out how to get them together. Um, the second one is, I know we talk a lot about black business, but I'm going to just be the one to say it. Black businesses is great, but it's your own people that probably would do you the worst. So when it comes to like, when it comes to like racism and things like this, I feel like, yes, racism is real. But at the end of the day, I don't really care about race like that because I care more about, I, I consider it beings of character. And beings of good character come in different shapes, sizes, and colors. They could be some of the poorest people you see on the bus stop or some of the richest people you'll ever see and have money that you would not be able to fathom. Whenever it comes to black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever the case might be, yes, people are going to feel some, that's very shallow. Because a good person, once you realize how good of a person is, you really don't take into account their race like that. You really don't take into account like certain shallow physical attributes that you see. So, um, and like yes, I I am a black business owner, but once you once you realize that like your race does play a factor in you know being able to apply for certain minority monies, grants, and things like that, yeah, that's great and all. 
but move with some integrity like move like your business is something that you care about like if you don't care about yourself you can't act like you care about your business because you're right. a representation of your business right so it's just like that's why like even even when you have a business you have to really be mature enough to read um certain situations and know know when to hold them know when to fold them because i could easily go off on a lot of people for not doing the basic things i'm like yeah i could say like well what do you ask me questions for my instructions are on the bottle but i'm a business you're the customer technically is always right for the most part and some people just don't know everybody operates differently so i hold i hold myself to a certain standard of by me and again i've worked i've worked in um i've worked for like in customer well i worked in retail before and I worked in, in a financial institution before. So, like, I've seen money. I used to, at seven, my first job was um, working for JCPenney Shoe Department at 16. And then for, and during the holiday season, and that was only for a few months. And then I was working for a credit union by the time I was 17. So, I'm 17 years old, signing off on Brinks trucks, looking at vaults of money and things like this. And this was before money counters. So, I, I had learned early and very quickly how to count up large sums of money for people. And I'm looking at all these people who have business accounts, all these people who have boat loans and things like that, and how they carry themselves. Like some of the people who have the most money are some of the most polite people you meet. And some of the people who had negative accounts and had no money were the rudest people ever. And so it's just like when you when not looking at it like that, it's just like money shouldn't dictate how you treat people. But at the same time, a being of good character is something that is not boxed in by race. It's not boxed in by ethnicity. It's literally based on that person's character and how they carry themselves. And as a business, you should want to be a being of good character because money going to spend. You're going to have good seasons and you're going to have some slow seasons where right. business is not hidden. But at the end of the day, it's always going to be a matter of your character that's going to carry you and your business through. Um and I would say, I guess my last one, as far as like just the tips, as far as like people with businesses, I would say um, my third one would be be creative. I mean, whatever you do, do something that you care about and that you love because this we live in a society that's pretty much like it conditions you to pretty much just be a piece of a machine. And that's cool. Like there's nothing wrong with getting a degree or not even not even getting a degree because we see that you know degrees might they don't make or break a person but whatever you do be good at it and also like not in addition to being good at it but be do something that isn't aligned with your talents and skills because like i tell people all the time it's just like i nothing in america is really illegal until you really get caught for real and jail is full of people who got caught doing things that they weren't good at because real thieves don't get caught the people who get thrown in jail for stealing were the people who weren't the best thieves, if you really think about it. So it's like whatever you do, what you're good at, because it makes it makes it easy. And I, I think that I've heard in a podcast somebody say, like, the your genius is like the intersection of your passion and what you're good at. So when you're like a genius at something, it's like you could talk about it all day. Like I could talk about my products. I could talk about nutrition. I could talk about certain things because that's the intersection of what I've given like my mental, uh, like my, my mental attention. And that's just where my like natural skills, my natural skill set is like just my natural aptitude is. So those are like the three things. It's just like be on your P's and Q's with the money. 
don't play, don't look too much, too deep into the semantics of, you know, race and things that divide us. Um, and of, like, of course, play into it as far as like, like when it benefits you as far as like your business and, you know, grants and things like that, you know, play, definitely use as many um, assets and as many things to like benefit you as you can, but move, like move right with it. And then uh, lastly, I would just say like, like just definitely just like do what's right and feels natural to you. And I, I remember what I was going to say earlier, the thing that you had mentioned was asking people what they need. That's a very important business tip because you don't want to come out and develop something that people don't need and then people are not going to get it. So it's basically very important to stay on top of that. But I appreciate all those gems that you brought, brought up and I agree with them 100%. And so the ones that I, I'm going to add to that is it also it's very important that you take care of yourself because you're a visual representation of your business like Brandon mentioned. I can't stress that enough. Practice what you preach would be my first. Yeah. Make sure what you put out there is what you live and by. Because if you put stuff out there that you're not personally living by, people are gonna look at you as a joke. Yeah. That's sure. one. Uh, my second thing is don't get caught up in all the noise. Obviously, you know, you gotta take things into consideration and listen to your customer base and, and your people. Um, but at the end of the day, know when to, to take in the information and know when to you gotta block it out and really be laser focused on what you're doing. I think that also people, the, the main key to everything is being consistently disciplined. And so if that's something that you can figure out how to do in any area of your life, it's going to be especially important in your business. Because like Brandon said, there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be high points. There's going to have low points. And you got to figure out how to ma maintain consistency and discipline throughout that, no matter how it's going. And for the, the why has to be strong enough, too. And you have to project that why. And I would also add that don't chase money. Yes. Do not chase money because the more you chase something, the more it eludes you. And yeah. so you have to think to yourself, what is money attracted to? And I said this before on this uh, on the show. Make sure that you're adding value. Money is attracted to value. The more value that you can add to people, the more the money will come. But you have to be patient. You have to be patient. It's not going to be all sunshines and roses, and it's hard work. You do have to make sacrifices, as Brandon mentioned. And then lastly, obviously, knowing where the money is going and preparing for those ebbs and flows. So I'm going to give you all three books. Now, I want you all to write this down. These three, I think, are the most critical for me that have helped me in my entrepreneurship journey. And so the first one I'm going to start off with is called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. All right. So Start With Why, it talks about, I'm not going to spoil the book for you guys, but it talks about great companies and how they were able to attract people based off of their why necessarily what their product was, but who that person was and what they envisioned and sticking to that why, not drifting to it from the left and to the right, worried about what competition is doing. So that's another way that you can mess yourself up is like looking at what somebody else is doing and trying to copy it. You have to, like Brandon said, you have to be creative, you have to be innovative. And that's, that's gonna be able to sustain you and making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people and building a team that also shares your why and has a, the capacity to carry on your why after you say step down from the business. So. Start With Why by Simon Sinek is the very first book that I recommend that people read because the, your why is also what's going to help you get through those ebbs and flows if you're strong enough. The second book that I'm going to recommend is called The Way of the Wolf. I believe the name is Jim Belfort, John Belfort. I'm reading it right now, but it talks about the art of selling. And even if you don't be like, oh, I'm not, you have to sell yourself in some way, shape, or form, whether you're selling a product or you're selling yourself to somebody just knowing how to interact and how to move in those spaces to make sure to build trust in somebody so they can trust you and trust your brand, trust your company and the product that you're delivering. So it's very important, but everybody needs to know how to sell you if you're not in sales directly. It is applicable to all aspects of life. 
So that's a really good book. And the third book, also going back to the ebbs and flows, is called Profit First. Can't remember the name of the author, but once the money does come in or start coming in, you need to know what to do with it. And so this one talks about specifically how to set up your business accounts um, and how to allocate those funds. You have to do a little bit of, of homework to figure out what allocation is right for you percentage-wise. But to give you a gist, he basically says that you need four accounts because you also, people who go into entrepreneurship and don't get to reap the benefits of it, right? So it talks about how you can use the money that's coming into your business to also be able to enjoy life. So he said he calls four accounts that he has to, that you had to develop. Then this is the baseline. Everybody's business is different. Your operating expenses, your owner's compensation, taxes, and profit account, which is essentially like your cash reserves. And so making sure that you figure out percentages to what you allocate that money to. So that way you make sure that your taxes are taken care of. You have cash reserves to use. At the end of every quarter, you take a small percentage of, I believe, a small percentage of your cash reserves in a profit account and you do whatever you want with it. So that way you can still enjoy the process of building your business while you actually build in the business. And then also the owner's compensation is very important because people oftentimes they'll get paid from their business and don't pay themselves. And the whole point of the business is to help with financial freedom or whatever freedom it is that you're trying to pursue and try to live off of. So it's important that you have that instituted as well. So you're not just putting all of this effort into a business and not getting anything out of it. So those would be my three books that I recommend to y'all if y'all are really serious about going on this journey. Um, so again, that start with why, The Way of the Wolf, and Profit First. Those three will give you pretty much everything that you need to get started. Stay true to yourself. Be consistently disciplined. And those are really the main keys to being successful in this. And by no means, shape, or form do I feel like I'm an entrepreneurship guru. I'm not where I want to be at yet. But obviously, these have definitely helped in my journey, helped me get along the way. So I definitely want to share them with y'all if anybody's considering doing it. Um, Brando, I mean, this has been a phenomenal interview. We could really go on for another hour if we wanted to, but we're not going to do that to the people. But I'm going to lay out the red carpet for you and let everybody know what's going on and Origin of Greatness, anything you want the people to know. Well, how many people that we got that uh who, who commented the code like i know i know we 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 gonna be getting some merch to the people who who are definitely uh joining the show so how many people have we gotten that uh tallied up for uh smooth how many people have, have knocked that in there put that in the comments i'm looking right now we don't have none y'all so at the very beginning of the episode or actually before part of the promo was if you comment smooth og you have an opportunity to get some free merch and also a free cookbook from me as well so yeah. give y'all a couple minutes to see if there's anything that if anybody want to type any comments or questions. Um, I'm just going to leave a follow up for you, Brando, and just where where can the people find you? Okay, okay. So uh, for well, I'm I'm gonna start local and then branch out. So for my people in Illinois in the Southern Illinois area, St. Louis, uh, I am now gonna be. And the uh, building right next to Eastside, so 4601 State Street is now my location. So if you are looking to pick up any products from the Origin of Greatness or if you're looking for any type of tutoring services or any type of STEM-related subjects, so anything dealing with chemistry, biology, any sub-areas like uh, biochemistry, any type of nutritional sciences, anatomy, um, anything like in that nature, any type of like non-engineering math, um, you can also you know find us at uh, 4601. Uh, State Street, Suite uh, 170, um, and then on the social media, you can find us at the uh, on Facebook. So it's at, at the OG LLC. On Instagram, it's Origin underscore of underscore of greatness. 
So, and then we have our website at theog.net. Perfect, perfect. And I see somebody left a comment and a question. Yes, Dan, I do have merch, but we're not giving that away on this episode. But if you do <laughs> want to do it, definitely go to the website, www.chefsmove.com to tap into that. I will say one final big announcement on my end. Obviously, I told y'all this is going to be the first episode of First Soul Podcast. The replay will be available on YouTube and all streaming platforms. Um, I will say that as of today, the second cookbook is officially done. Let's go. Yeah, the second cookbook is done. So celebrating one year in business. Definitely, it's going to be the top 15 recipes. And uh, just got received well on social media across TikTok, Pinterest, and Instagram. So y'all going to have those top 15 recipes. It's also going to be QR codes so that y'all can scan the QR code. And you can actually look at me making a short clip of me making the recipe in real time while you're doing it in case you need that supplemental instruction. There is another announcement I want to make about that, but look for that at the end of the month uh, as far as releasing the cookbook and the details around that. So super excited about that. We do have actually one question in the chat, Brando. It's a question for both. Oh, <laughs> what new things are y'all working on business-wise for the upcoming year? Okay. So what's 2023 look like uh, for you, Brando? You don't got to go into too much detail because I know we can't we can't lay out everything. But Okay, now nah, I'll just... Uh... So 2023 is looking like it's going to be a year of more uh, strategic steps. So my motto is I plan with precision, I execute with accuracy, and I'm going to move with gene and intent. And with that, I realized that um, I put in I put in a lot of footwork going to a lot of vending events. Um, like I work full time. So Monday through Friday, I'm in the lab for a company. And then Saturdays and Sundays, I'm at these vending events uh, around St. Louis, Illinois, you know, things like that. And I met a lot of great people, but I do realize like my product is I need to I need to be more intentional of the spaces that I put myself in and my product in. And so 2023, I'm gonna be in more uh spaces that I'm gonna be stepping more into my, my lanes for like my niche. So I'm gonna be in more, you know, African festivals, hair expos, anything like cultural or dealing with the likes of um Really, not real, not necessarily cosmetics, but just anything in that area. Those are going to be like the areas I'm going to be in. Um, social media definitely is going to be more consistent. Definitely is going to be uh, more. Is going to be more engagement as far as social media, and I can definitely say, 2023 we will see at least two products coming out. Yes, sir. We'll see. We'll see at least two more products coming out in 2023. But as of right now, I'm just working on upscaling and um, just continuing, like, just growing the products that I have right now. Like, like the hemp seed butter right now, this is, like, like this is what That's I've been through. Look, That's lips, tattoos, everything. But um, right now, I'm only at two ounces. So for my people who've been on me about getting a larger size, we might, we might have, have six coming out soon. Hey, so. I want to get live for that large size. I know it because when I tell y'all that hemp seed butter is the truth, that thing is the truth. So, yeah. So, um, you know, so the hemp seed butter, that I can definitely confirm that that's going to be coming out in a larger size. So that that for sure is going to be coming out in a larger size. Um, and, you know, just probably working to get into some more stores. Like, I know, I know I'm in a few stores um, right now where I am locally. I'm going to try to see if I can reconnect and get back into, um, you know, like, uh, some places back in like Lafayette and just kind of like reconnect with where I started at. But, but yeah, it's right now it's just been a place of just like uh, solidifying the foundation, getting uh, my prep, like reestablishing my presence at, at home and then 
also just like becoming more consistent with like the social media and just like engaging and reaching out and just like just getting more into this because that's that's where everything is going that's where a lot of things in networking is going right now so so right. that's where it's headed hey Les, i appreciate that and then for me y'all uh 2023 is just more so officially stepping in my purpose i spent a lot of time and we talked about on previous episodes trying to figure out what what is and my purpose and my vision is and so i think i've realized that i'm very passionate about educating specifically on health and wellness, like I talked about before, self-development, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, and financial health. And so really just going to be stepping into that and figuring out how to be able to add the most value to add the most value to the most people possible in the next upcoming year. So that's kind of going to be what my focus is. Um, as far as products go, y'all probably going to see two more for sure next year. I don't know how much more that y'all going to get outside of that um, as far as the product space, but I'm really trying to move into the, to the education space. And, and really tap into that. And so so somebody has one more question for you. So as you both are, as both of you are in the nutrition space, what do you hope to achieve at the end of your careers? Um, so for me, nutrition is, it's a lifestyle, but like, I like, I like to look at it more so holistically. So honestly, before, and I'll speak on like my family for a bit briefly, but before I even attacked um, people's nutrients and like, oh, you need more vitamin D or citrus. I'm looking at lifestyle. I was like, okay. I came back home. I was like, why are we? Why are we starting to cook dinner at eight o'clock and then eating at nine? Why are we doing that? And then going to sleep. So it's just like before that. I'm not looking at a temporary fix. Like a lot of people want to exercise for a specific reason and not for themselves. Like it's mm -hmm. cool want to have a nice body for spring break, but spring break is only a week and so you're gonna go right back to not doing anything until the next spring break no so what i'm looking at is helping people understand and conceptualize in order for you to improve your health you got to improve your life and how you view yourself and that goes with the your your everyday practice like i i do my best to drink a gallon of water a day and with drinking water it's not a matter of oh i need to buy things to clear my skin it's just like no like Drinking water, having clear skin is a byproduct of drinking water. Having yeah. clarity and having a better understanding of uh, the conception of time and stuff like that comes with sleep and things like that. So I'm looking at more of just like lifestyle changes. Like a lot of people ask me, what what do you suggest for losing weight? And I always say the same thing. And it's just same basic things to just test where people are. Increase your water intake, increase your fruits and vegetables, increase your sleep. And what a lot of people don't realize, a lot of people feel like you have to stop eating in order to lose weight. And it's like, well, when you stop eating, you put your body in starvation mode. Now you got your body not knowing when it's going to eat, which is going to make it harder for you to lose weight. And so once I get people to realize there are small things that make a big difference before you start trying to get too specific, then it doesn't seem like it's a it's a chore because having good health should not be a chore it should me personally i'm not big into like counting calories and things like that you should enjoy what you want but it should be in moderation mm -hmm. I, I don't eat pork or i don't eat beef because of like just um the things that i learned like processing and just working in the agricultural industry and things like that but okay. at the time i'm not knocking anybody who does it it's like yeah. if you, there's nothing wrong with wanting a pork chop just don't eat a pork chop at eight and then go to sleep at nine and then we'll, and talk about your chest hurting. It's like, if you're going to have something heavy, eat earlier in the day so you can give your body time to process. Yes. If you want something sweet, don't do not do it like late at night. It's just like, there's just certain, I'm not knocking what anybody does. It's 
but I live by the principle, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And I think right. that's the thing that, um, that I'm working, as far as like nutrition, it's more of like, kind of like, I think of it more like lifestyle tweaks. That's more how yeah. I look. I, I share the same sentiment. I mean, for the goal at the end of my career is like, like I, I mentioned before, it's just, it's really impacted many lives as possible. But really when it comes to, to food and nutrition, I think it's just important, like Brando said, that we need to look at how we're eating when we're eating and those lifestyle changes that we need to make. And so for me personally, I just believe that food is the first spot because once you can take control of your eating habits and what you eat, it begins to unlock your mind. We know that food has a connection with our mood and how we think. Once we're able to, to boost our mental capacity, then we can be, begin to create things and help. it will help boost our spiritual health and our financial health because now we're creating about being, being creative and innovative about different ways to bring money into our families. So for me, like that's my end goal is just to at least ignite that process to get people really seriously thinking about those lifestyle tweaks and what the benefit of them is. And also, um, again, trying to get everybody to understand we're in an age of very instant gratification and delayed gratification is a lost art. And to realize that there's an importance in it. Everything that's worth having takes time. Yeah. Making sure that we're able to have the, the knowledge and, and the wherewithal in our, in our beings to be able to, to withstand those changes and to, to go through this process and not to give up. And even when days are hard or days are difficult or you don't want to do it, making sure that your foundation, your why is solid enough to carry you through those things. So I'll say that that's my goal. And I agree with Brando 100%. It's all little lifestyle tweaks if you can do it first. And it's crazy. I mean, the principle of the compound effect, you make these little changes, they spiral into big changes. You feel me? So if you start off with something simple as just drinking a gallon of water a day and that's it, you don't do anything else. Then you're going to be like, hmm, I feel a little bit better. Let me start trying to walk more, or do this. Walking turns into jogging, jogging turns into running, running turns into full on workouts. You know what I'm saying? And then that compounds into other areas of your life outside of exercise. Now you're like, ooh, I'm thinking clear. Like, how can I start this business? Oh, wow. Well, well how can I get funding? And yeah. it's all a chain effect, but it has to start with something small. Those small things are going to turn into great things. So um, and, that's the nail on the head with that. And with that, like like you were just saying, like small things turn into great things. And honestly, that's kind of where I came up with uh, with, with the business name, Origin of Greatness, is because great things, nothing nothing big starts out big. Like you're, you're, a baby elephant still starts out as, or like even just the elephant in general, still starts out as, a ball of cells like it's still small like humans you can be five five you can be six two you can be seven but you're still going to start out small and then it's the small things that continue to compound you have a small you, those ball of cells then it turns into an embryo and then it goes through those different stages of development and that's no different from once you touch down and you're living and breathing it's like okay you might i, I mean we started out as college freshmen but now we college freshmen to Purdue alumni, to growing business owners. And it's just like, it's just a, it's just a life progression. And so, like you were saying, it's just like the small things lead to great things with care and consistency. And that's kind of like the premise of like, what I noticed was, it's like, okay, like with my mom's situation, it was just like, um, it's a, this is a small situation, but it doesn't have to stay like that. And I realized in talking with a lot of people, a lot of people uh, move with the sense of, where they are is just kind of like the hand that they're dealt. And just like, no, the, the hand that you're dealt can be the hand that you're dealt, but you still can pick up cards. You can swap out some cards um, and, and you can swap out some cards for, for different cards. Like just because you might not be the certain size that you want to be, doesn't mean that that's how you have to be. It just means that you have to put the care and consistency into figuring out 
how you want to be and where you want to be. Facts. Hey, man, there's been a lot of good gems that have been dropped today, y'all. Um, and again, like I said, Brando and I, we really could talk for hours about this, y'all. So, might have to do on them. Who knows? Look, let me, <laughs> let me know, man. Hey, I'm, say less. I'm just throwing that out there. Unfortunately, though, we didn't have anybody in the comments section comment Smooth OG throughout the entire episode. So, what do you want to do? You want to think, give everybody 24 hours and then maybe pick somebody who liked the post? How you want to work it, or you want to just pick somebody that's in the live right now? Ah, uh, so we'll uh, what we'll do is, we'll let's just say, we'll give people twenty four hours. All right. We'll give. Matter of fact, what we'll do is because I heard that a lot of people um, people don't pay attention. They don't pay attention until they pay. So we just gonna make people pay by seeing how they paid attention. So anybody who leaves a comment of what they took away from this will be into the raffle. Okay. So whatever who here for the people who like, whether it's the book that you mentioned, whether it's something that I said, something that you said, a question that you mentioned, anybody who drops just a gem that they took away from this and how it either benefited them or like what they, how they can use this to better themselves from, from this live will be entered into a chance to win merch and merch for me and the book from you i'm gonna actually double up on that because i really like that idea I, I want y'all if you do comment under it i want y'all to repost that gem to your Ooh. story tag both of us in it and so we'll do it based off of that whoever tags us in their story with the gem that they learned and did it in the comment section you'll get the free merch and you'll get the free book yes all right everybody so hey get to it y'all oh yeah flowers 24 hours, so we'll cut it off at 6 p.m. EST tomorrow. And we'll pick the winner then. Okay. It's, it's 6 11 right now in Eastern Standard Time, so we'll just cut it off at 6. Okay, we'll cut it off at 6. So, yeah. All right. Well, mm -hmm. y'all get to comment. I'll make the post right now. And like I said again, the audio will be available on all podcasting platforms. The replay will also be available on YouTube. Make sure y'all go check that out. Chef Double underscore Smooth and For the Soul Podcast. Brando, I appreciate you for tapping in with me today, bro. Be blessed Thank and be safe. And hey, y'all, stay on the lookout for part two, man. Who knows? Yes. Everybody keep it OG. Yes, you already know. All right, fam. Peace. All right. Bless.